It's early afternoon Stanley Cup playoff hockey. The Vegas Golden Knights hooking up with the Chicago Blackhawks for game two of their first round Western Conference best of seven series today in Edmonton. On episode 29 of the BGK Daily Podcast, I'm going to be tracking down Golden Knights play-by-play announcer Dave Gosher. Talk about uh, game number one, what we expect for today, and also chat about where they broadcasted game one from. T-Mobile Arena and what that was like. Uh, I'm really curious to hear uh, Dave's take on broadcasting a game, the Vegas Golden Knights, in an empty rink. It's uh, kind of a cool, surreal, weird, strange, odd environment. Plus, you're going to hear from Nick Cousins on chirping and chipping in offensively. And Cousins, as is his style, also chimes in on Nick Holden's update on what the fun committee's bubble activities uh, are up to. What has everyone in the best mood, though, is a great Game 1 victory on Tuesday. The 4-1 decision featured the continuation of a trend that has seen the Golden Knights getting better as the games go on. A scoreless first period against the Blackhawks was followed up by two goals in each of the next two frames. The ask for this afternoon against Chicago is for the players to take control earlier. Pete DeBoer spoke about the adjustments for Game 2 and the search for a two-game-to-none lead in this best-of-seven series. Yeah, there's areas we need to improve on. I, I didn't I didn't like us through the neutral zone. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, we didn't have good support. We didn't play fast enough. Um, we turned some pucks over. So, you know, that's something we can clean up. I thought as the game went on, it, went, it got better. So, you know, if, if we're going to build on something and carry over something from last game, it's going to be our third period. I thought we started to play the way we're capable of playing uh, in the third and, and got rewarded for that. So that, that's what we want to build on. I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I think that we can do more to try and open them up a little bit. I, I think, uh, I, I don't think we did enough, like I said, with support and things like that, that uh, to put them in, in tough spots like we usually can do to teams. Um, you know, we're a different team than the Oilers. We're built differently. Um, and like I said, I think, uh, you know, our goal, like last night, is going to be to make uh, their, their offense hard to come by, and whether it's by giving, not giving them power plays and, and not giving them a lot of room five on five and make, make them earn the opportunities they're going to get. A real plus for Pete DeBoer and his coaching staff, balanced scoring. It's a storyline that spilled over from the round robin, that 3-0 record, to the game one victory over the Chicago Blackhawks. Riley Smith making it 11 different Golden Knights that have found the net in the opening four games in Edmonton. Nick Cousins is one of the four forwards yet to score, but he's produced three helpers, hit a couple of posts, and he's happy to be adding to his reputation beyond just stirring the pot. Whatever you want to call it, you can call it pest or, I mean, someone uh, the other teams hate to play against. Rat, even, right? <laughs> um, but at the same time, I mean, I've always been, been able to make plays. I mean, coming through junior, like, uh, it was always an offensive guy and even in the American League as well. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, I can even, I mean, sub in on the power play if they need me. You know, I think I've shown that uh, throughout the, the round-robin games and, and the, the, the seven games that I played here as well. So, you know, I think I've, Always been able to make plays. Um, you know, I think it's it's one of my better assets as well. So I just, uh, I think it's a confidence thing, thing as well. I think um, when I'm confident moving my feet and making plays, that's usually when I'm at my best and chirping as well. 
There was a great shot in the television broadcast Tuesday night on AT&T Sportsnet. Cousins just jawing at Blackhawk forward Patrick Kane as the two lined up for a face-off. I can tell you it was a it was a one-sided conversation. Uh, if you saw Cousins' mic'd up segment last week on the VGK social channels, you know he doesn't wait to be invited into a discussion. And he chimed in when Nick Holden was asked for an update on what the team's fun committee has going on as the club enters this busier stretch in the bubble. We have a little bit of an outlet so that we can relax a little bit. Uh, the activities obviously um, aren't as big um, or as organized. Uh, it's more just kind of getting the group together and, and making sure that we're still getting time uh, away from the rink uh, together where we can kind of get our mind off of hockey. Balance is good. A little fun. Some real focus on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Stanley Cup playoff action can really grind you in. And in this bubble situation, you need a bit of an escape. So uh, that's what we're going to also do today. Provide an escape and uh, raise some money for a good cause on today's broadcast. It's the annual VGK AT&T Sportsnet charity game. Gym bags will be sold during the broadcast, $200, and a VIP version available for $500. We know, we're aware that it's a difficult time in our city. If you can give, you will receive a bag stuffed with VGK gifts and memorabilia. Our pregame show is on the air at AT&T Sportsnet at 2 p.m. this afternoon. Stormy Bonatoni uh, will be uh, heading up uh, the charity side of things, and she's so prepared, dialed in on this. She's got some great interviews, some great uh, features on what the uh, charity money goes to and the charity component. So it's uh, going to be a fun day coupled with the intensity of game two of this series against the Chicago Blackhawks. And to uh, add to it, the odds are better in Vegas and the Folded Flag Foundation will be hosting the online 51-49 raffles during each round of the Stanley Cup playoffs that the Golden Knights appear in. Visit foldedflag.bump5050.com for your chance to win. As promised, here is the play-by-play voice on the television side of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, Dave Kosher, we're in your uh, your studio, your private studio. There's pictures on the wall. Uh, before we get into what you've done with this place, uh, the Golden Knights win game one. How did you summarize that performance? Yeah, I thought it got better as the game went on, Mallard. Um, first period, a little bit of back and forth. I didn't think, I didn't think e- either team really grabbed much momentum. Uh, the Golden Knights' depth seemed to come through as that game went on. You know, we get so used to the production of the line of Carlson Stone and Pacioretty. And last night, and, and Pacioretty even admitted it, you know, on uh, in a first-period intermission interview, it felt like his first game in five months. So that line probably not where it wanted to be, but then you get the line of Stastny, Marcheseau, and Smith that came through and, and uh, thought Marcheseau real good, a couple of real nice plays on the Smith goals, and then Smith with... Um, you know, especially on his second goal, a nice finish to go upstairs, backhand on Crawford. So I think from the Golden Knights standpoint, as that game went on, it seemed like they they felt more comfortable, got more into it. Um, Robin Leonard, to me, didn't seem like he had a ton of difficult saves, but I always joke around with Shane. I, I don't know if he makes saves look easier because he's such a huge human that he's just there and in the way, mm-hmm. but... Either way. He was playing on one leg. Yeah, and, you know, the the, the blade situation twice, <laughs> the four-year-old skates. I think that'll get rectified before the next game. But I thought just a very workmanlike, business-like win for them in the opener. Do you think this series will develop some animosity? Because I was surprised how 
relatively tame it was. It might. You know, there were a couple of spots last night. It, the, the only one that really comes to mind was Taves and Marcheseau in front of the Vegas mm-hmm. bench. There was a little bit of... And the Golden Knights went out and scored two goals right after. Yeah. You know, I think Marcheseau landed a couple of punches. Taves threw a couple back just, you know, with the gloves on. Um, I guess the other way to look at it is if you look at the Chicago roster... Yeah, do they want to poke the bear? Who's really going to mix it up? Right. Right. You know, I, you know, Shane, we, we were talking... Uh, you know, earlier today, you know, Andrew Shaw, who's opted not to play in the in the uh, in the playoffs here. He's somebody that could kind of stir it up a little bit. The Golden Knights have, you know, plenty of guys that would answer the bell if it came to it. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess that's to be determined because it doesn't if you look at the rosters of these teams and there's there's no playoff history and no, you know, animosity that carries over from the last couple of years. I'm not sure if we'll get to that point. What do you think the Golden Knights want to do better today than they did in game number one, which was a very controlled performance and victory? Yeah, I think I think they'd like to get to their game and on the attack a little bit quicker. I, I thought it was there in, in fits and starts in the first period in game one. Um, second period seemed more like it. And then, you know, third period, they were able to, to put the game away. Um they didn't seem real crisp and real clean early. Now I don't. I don't know if that's a. I'm not sure what that's a byproduct of because they've. But they've been. Able, I think a good, a good, aspect of this team is, and we saw it too, Darren in the, um, in the Dallas game. They weren't good for thirty minutes, and it. it they still found a way to win. Um, but I, I think they'd like to, get their foot on the gas a little bit, a little bit quicker than they did in game one. I also have to. They're bouncing back between start times. It's gonna. It's it's real yo-yo here. Yeah, yeah. Two thirty tomorrow our time, right? And uh, provided you don't run into a five overtime situation, <laughs> you know, we'll see from there. But yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I guess if you're them, look, they're in the bubble. Um, you make the most of that. But the games are the fun part. So whether you play at two thirty or right. seven thirty or noon hour or whatever it might be. You know, that's that's where you really want to be. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you're going to call the game again today from T-Mobile Arena, which is empty as you and Shane broadcast this game that's being played at Rogers Place in Edmonton. What was that experience like the other day, having done a game in Studio 31 and then done a game at the studios uh, of AT&T? So you've done a, had a couple of different experiences, but in an empty building like that, Surreal? Yeah, surreal's a good word. We li- we just like change. We like to switch up our broadcast location. But this was the most unique one. This was the most unique, right? Because, uh, as you mentioned, Studio 31, we know, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And AT&T in Denver, we're in a, we're in a, a different setting. Uh, it was odd, you know, and I was thinking about it walking in the building. So the Golden Knights, if I'm not mistaken, their last home game was March 3rd. So you're talking over five months. But to walk in that building... And have nobody, I'm talking nobody, you know, you get used yeah. to seeing oh, yeah. people that work in the building, people you always strike up a conversation with, Kenny, our elevator attendant. I remember saying to Shane, we were waiting for the elevator to go up to our perch. I said, it would be so great if we opened up this door and Kenny was mm-hmm. going to be there waiting for us, you know. It was odd. Um, we were at our perch, you know, our usual perch. They actually moved it a little bit more towards dead center ice. Well, that was nice of them. Nice of them. Not that there was a game being played below us. No ice so, in the building. No ice, right? No ice. They took the ice out. My understanding was after it was deemed that Vegas was not going to be one of the hub city in the West. So no ice. Um, 
but just very, very strange to see. The scoreboard was lowered, so we had, you know, the, the game broadcast. The pro Were you watching it on the scoreboard? Shane watched more of it on the scoreboard. I had a couple of smaller monitors in front of me that I felt. Uh, just because you wanted to challenge yourself yeah, a bit or no, what? No, I I felt I could see better because I don't know I don't know if my distance I don't know <laughs> getting up there aren't we all? Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was just odd, and I, I kept coming back to this is the best building in the NHL with the best atmosphere in the NHL, and here we are in the middle of August calling the game in an empty building in a game that's being played in Edmonton. Yeah. It was it was a strange experience, but I would say of the kind of the three setups we've had for yeah. the three games that Shane and I have done. Uh, that one was the best because, you know, it, well, it, it felt like right? Yeah. yeah, you're home, right? You're you're pretty much in the perch you're in for 41 games a year. So, yeah, it felt like uh, home again, but but home was real quiet. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you tweet a picture tomorrow and get a picture taken of uh, sure of, of you guys? Yeah, I and sent out a video on the instance yesterday, but I could tweet one. Yeah, I was busy too. yesterday. I know, you got a lot going on. If you could pay attention to all my social media accounts. Yeah. Uh, so this afternoon, maybe we'll fit it in the broadcast, a uh, big charity broadcast uh, today. Yes. So uh, we've got a lot going on. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, really cool, really unique. One of those different parts uh, about this whole journey is, uh, is how you're calling the games. Uh, enjoy today, game two, and we'll chat with you as we work our way towards the, the weekend on the back-to-back -back games. Sounds great. Thanks, Malik. There's Dave Gosher on the VGK Daily Podcast. Uh, game two is the Golden Knights uh, search for a two-games-to-none lead against the Chicago Blackhawks in this first-round series.